I had the perfect life. Then I woke up and found my fiance married to another man. And my son doesn't even know who I am. Everything has changed, including me. One touch, and I can see things. Things that happened. Things that will happen. You should see what I see when things start to happen and they're happening. I happen to see them. <laughs> A pilot podcast. Did I do better on the soundboard this time? You did okay. Okay, thank you. <laughs> trying to teach Franny how to use the soundboard? I'm trying. Hi, guys. We're a pilot podcast. That we are. And uh, who's with us right now? Who else is here in the void? The dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who? <laughs> does that, does, does Raven of That's So Raven have a catchphrase of some kind? Oh, isn't it like you nasty or some shit? That's one of Yeah, them. literally it's you nasty. You nasty. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, yeah. Um. Anyway, so we're a pilot podcast. And basically what we do is we watch pilot episodes of TV shows. And based on our review of these pilot episodes, we tell you whether we think the show is worth it or not. So um, if you don't want to get spoiled for even the pilot of these shows, just a heads up. We do spoil the pilot right away. And then occasionally we'll continue talking about the show and we'll leave that time stamped in a spoiler section. So you, that way you can avoid us going further into the show and spoiling things for you. I know that That's So Raven's arc is the most epic of anime arcs there is. I was so. about to say, who's really worried about that? So Raven spoilers in 2021? I don't know, man. Some people are trying to visit a different time, and I feel like That's So Raven is really just like a moment in time. Definitely. Well, there is a sequel series, so just be careful. That's true. Oh, yeah, true. Speaking- well, I'm Franny. We didn't say who we are. We're bad at that. I mean, I kind of did. You, <laughs> I'm DL slash Cody. You whispered it from the void. Because <laughs> that's who was in the void. The telephone. <laughs> I'm John Smith. Just kidding. Johnny. I, I am Logan. Daddy. I'm Daddy. I mean, Daddy. Dad. <laughs> I'm I mean, Daddy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, first off, before we even get into it, uh, if you guys haven't watched, if you guys haven't listened to our Cowboy Bebop episode, go listen to it because I feel like it's been grossly underwatched. Holy shit. Yeah, that was a good episode. The content and how good it was. Um, and how good Cowboy Bebop is. And how the other one has a certain thing about it too that how is the other maybe one was positive or negative. <laughs> yeah, find out. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh, so, uh, Cody, do you want to go ahead and get to the Wikipedia of That's So Braven? Uh, of course I do. That's So Raven is an American sitcom that originally ran on Disney Channel from January 2003 to November 2007. Set in San Francisco, the series stars American actress Raven Simone as Raven Baxter, a teenager with psychic abilities who draws on her ingenuity talent as a fashion designer and a variety of disguises to get in and out of amusing adolescent and pre-adolescent situations. That's it. Ran four seasons. Yeah. Cool. And uh, yeah, she's a psychic, which is like the big pull of the show. Um, we're, I know Christians, sorry, this seems very blunt to go off the top here, but I feel like uh, I've always heard like 
religious people get upset over things like Harry Potter and Wizards of Waverly Place. Is there a special place for Facebook moms to get upset about that, so Raven, or did that always fly under the radar? Hmm. I don't think so. Because yeah, it is about I psychic shit, anyone. right? I mean, yeah. I mean, I remember my mom saying, that's not real, but I it was never like a, oh, I will burn you at the stake for being a fashion designer. You can't go to NYU. It was never that way, but... Wow. Uh, so, yeah, the I, I honestly was, when I was watching it, I was thinking, like, I wonder if there was any of that. Because this, this episode especially, like, the pilot episode is really fucking innocent. Like, it's very wholesome. Yeah. You know, the parents are wholesome. The storyline is, like, nothing too insane. The lessons are good. Yeah. You know? And uh, it, it's, like, it's got that, like, it's got a good comedy to it. I think, like, raven Simone's clearly, like, a natural with improvisation and... You know, she's naturally funny. She's got, like, a an element about her that, like, is engaging and super entertaining. She, like, obviously carries the show. I mean, it's built around her for a reason. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Did I, you know that no, uh, Raven actually tried out for Chelsea? She wasn't even supposed to be the title character. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy that Chelsea yeah. wasn't in the pilot. No. And you could feel her missing. I yeah. will say that. Uh, well, not me really, because I hadn't seen very much of it. Yeah. Um, I've saw, I've seen. I know I've seen the Halloween episode, <clears throat> and then I had an ex girlfriend who I got like from from whatever reason I got like some of her like old CDs through some means, and we have that So Raven two soundtrack, and I've listened to some of the songs on there. And Wait, we currently have this. Mm -hmm. Wow, we need to put that in the car. No, we don't. Yes, we do. Where good. where have you been hiding it? We have we have um, convicted scary man Orlando Brown singing on the track as well as rapping in the uh, theme song. Oh um, wow! What do you guys think about Orlando Brown now? Like just like not even to get into the episode yet, but you guys have heard about that guy, right? Yeah, I mean, he's, just the I don't really know any details. Just the I, fact I, that he's not a good dude. I think like he's like he was like saying some fucked up shit about Raven Simone and apparently did some fucked up shit on the yeah, set. Yeah, he's he's definitely not in the uh, new show, right? No, mm -hmm. I don't think so. No, not at all. But instead he was of actually like busted for drugs, I think not that long ago. So mm -hmm. I I feel kind of bad cuz I'm like, "Oh, like you had so much potential." And then I'm like, oh, "Okay, I, but you're also kind of an asshole." So He's so disliked that uh the new Proud Family show, he used to play Sticky. He, the character mm -hmm. will still exist, but will not be played by Orlando Brown, even though they're bringing back every other person. <laughs> oh, wow. That's There's amazing. A, I didn't know there was a new Proud Family show. Mm -hmm. Guys, yeah. let us know if you want us to do it. Yeah, Logan we'll, has Proud Family we'll trauma. We'll I, it would be a really good episode. We'll resubscribe to uh, to Disney Plus then. Yeah. Franny's like, we don't need this as soon as we get rid of it. She's like, let's do a bunch of Disney shows. Fuck. <laughs> I'm like, what are you, you doing? You always want it when you don't have it, you yeah. know? When you have Disney Plus, you don't fucking use it, but... But the moment you don't have it, you're like, wait. Literally. I want to watch the Proud I Family. I swear to God, that's everybody's Disney Plus experience. Yeah. Disney Plus, no. not a sponsor. Definitely not. Not at all. <laughs> um, which, by the way, if you want to watch the show, obviously on Disney Plus, or you can watch uh, the episodes on YouTube for 99 cents. Yeah, right fucking here on our own platform. Mm -hmm. Shout out to YouTube. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, so the episode basically... Uh, is around uh, Raven like mouthing off to her teacher for basically bullying the students, which we've all had a teacher who's an asshole like that. But it's so funny because she has a vision like right before she decides to do it that like all the students are going to be on her side. So then she decides to do it. Mm -hmm. Like she has a vision of her like standing in a crowd and everybody's like clapping her like 
cheering her on, telling her she did such a good job, standing up to him. Did she really get Mr. Percelli to quit teaching there? I don't know. Is that the I, canon I, of the show? I don't know. I can't say that teachers are exactly like a mainstay. Like, I feel like there's always like a revolving door of teachers. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. I feel like um, the established like areas in the show, I, I don't know what it eventually becomes, but in this pilot, nothing felt like a like it was a certain set. Correct. But all of it looked really shitty. Yes. That stays <laughs> like, consistent. I, I mean, definitely throughout the first season. It's 2003, too. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm just, I just want to point out the fact that, like, it, it never feels like I'm in, like, you know, like, all these shows have their, like, certain areas. You know, you have friends with their, their apartment or the coffee shop. You have Wizards of Waverly Place with that weird fucking dungeon in the middle of San Diego that their claim is New York. There's, like, always, like, a setting. And I didn't really get the setting from this. Maybe it's like the house or the school, but it didn't so feel it didn't feel like anything was grounded at all. Which this this isn't really yeah. like a critique. I just thought it was interesting that it's such a prolific show and it felt kind of loose in this episode. Like it didn't feel real complete. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I will say as it goes on you learn that it's San Francisco. Like there's like the iconic houses in the row and there's like the, the cable cars so you get like a little bit more as it goes on but it's kind of jarring to watch the pilot because i agree with you that there's like no real homey feel it, nothing feels permanent even though that is the permanent set like i don't think anything really changes yeah it feels like you could be in connecticut or barbados there's like no fucking like there's not there's nothing tying it um but then again it is a pilot episode so that that's something that i consider especially since like the most important thing for me with like a with like a disney channel show is like it has to be entertaining and it should be funny. And I feel like this was pretty fucking funny. Yes. Like the whole time was actually it's, pretty it's funny. It's top tier Disney. Like when she she walks up to that one dude, she's like, I'm coming back for you later. And she like butt smacks him and shit. I was like, oh my God, this is so good. <laughs> or when she's doing like her cabbage patch shit and like, you know that was improvised. Like you can tell, oh, yeah. you can tell what she, what Raven Simone's probably very high ass decided to do on set that yeah, day. Yeah, how old was she when this Raven's? She was like nearly manic, but in a good way. Like, like you know what I mean. Like she was fucking crazy, but in like the best way possible. I, I will say that I, I find the humor in this very interesting because we've watched other Disney shows on the channel. Like we've watched Wizards of Waverly Place and we've watched Hannah Montana, but there's actually some like stuff for the adults here. Like not all of it is very kid centric. There's uh, there's a line where Corey wa- is Corey. No, Orlando Brown's character. I, I forget his name. It's wants to. It's uh, um, Eddie, right? Yeah. Yes, that's what it is. Eddie and Eddie wants to stay by his locker because they like looking at ass at the water fountain when they bend over. Mm-hmm. And that's not something that would be in a Disney Channel oh, no. show right now. And, and they say like booty. I'm a little annoyed that they call these people high schoolers because these clearly look like college age kids. Well, actually, she was only 18. College age. Yeah. I know, but I I thought she would have been older than eighteen in this. It's no, I mean crazy. I mean like she totally passes. She's as a like great actress. A senior in high school or a freshman in college, but the issue is she's a freshman in high school, right? Isn't I that something that was so. said, or like a sophomore so. in high school yeah. or something? Yeah, because they definitely follow her for a couple years. Like you got school. those kind of tits in high school, dude. <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. 
I'm just saying. I was. It's not a matter of admiration. It was just a no, matter of like. No, I definitely noticed that she had a lot of tit for a Disney Channel exactly. star. Exactly. That's my thing. I, I think what I liked the best about it too is these, these Disney Channel characters looked like real people. Yeah. I kind of I kind of dug that. Even if yeah. I thought the age was a little off, like I really thought the dad character was really good. I think he's really funny. I'm not super into the actress who plays the mom, but according to that, so Raven fans that is a good thing because she apparently disappears at some yeah. point, not to be spoilery, yep. but that, that mom sort of just gets ridden off the show at one point. But that dad yeah. character is super fucking funny and like and he stay, genuine. And he stays consistent because he's on Corey in the house. The, wait, yeah. Corey in the house? Yeah. The, an, you don't the know best, Corey the, in the house Isn't is? that like the best anime of all time it or is, something? yes. <laughs> he knows what it is. I, I know what it is. I've never seen any of it though. Oh. It has uh, Jason Dolly, everyone's iconic uh, favorite from Read It and Weep, the Disney Channel original movie. A classic. I don't know what that is, so you've already lost uh, me. I know exactly movie. what that is. <laughs> we need to do it for the podcast. His name was Jason Dolly. Jason Dolly. I think that's his name. It's a strange He's name. He's also on Good Luck Charlie. Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah. I remember Jason. I remember. Yeah, he was the brother on that, I think. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Oh, yeah. He was in all the Disney shows. One of those Disney boys. (laughs) Yeah. Never seen him before in my whole life. (laughs) He looks like every guy. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, oh, generic blonde teenager. Yes, here we go. Uh, So so anyway, with the episode, so like she's, she's mouthing off to her teacher and then like she goes home. She's like trying to, you know ask Corey, her younger brother, like, what's the best way for me to handle, like, when I get in trouble with my, with our parents? And he's like, give me five bucks and I'll tell you. And he's like, clearly this fucking, like, narcissistic brat who definitely, like, will murder people in his adult age. And um, it ends up not working and she sees that, like, public meltdown of, like, him not, none of the shit he does works. And then they start praising her, like, you've been so good. And, like, she knows that she's about to get in so much trouble. So what does a Disney Channel character do? They uh, somehow come across very incredible makeup and uh, clothing design on a short notice, pretend to be a church woman level version of her mother and go in and pretend to be her parent. Yes. Only could be accepted on a Disney Channel show and was super funny. Like Has to do the whole back and forth because yeah. they're supposed to be in, it's supposed to be a parent teacher conference. Mm-hmm. So she's supposed to also be there. So she has to go back and forth. And pretend to be the mom and go back to being herself. And there's all the antics of her almost wearing a wig. She's sort of a fucking idiot, though. Yeah. And let me tell you why. All she would have had to have done to get out of this was give Mr. Percelli her own phone line, because she has her own phone line now, and just pretend to be her mother too busy to come in and have a conversation over the phone. Mm. That's not Disney Channel logic, though. It's only complete logic. Instead of wearing a big-ass costume... And, a big uh, ass costume for damn sure. And pretending that mayonnaise or whatever gave you explosive diarrhea. That was a pretty good line. No, it was super funny when they ran out yeah. of there and shit. It was super funny. Cody, did you remember this episode from childhood? Or I, no? I did. And I specifically remember the line. And it's always stuck with me when the dad's like, uh, I knew it was you because you're you're betrayed you by one the booty. That went the other way. Betrayed, yeah, by, betrayed the by the booty. We said the same thing. I was like, I've definitely fucking heard that before. Logan, I, I didn't remember it. Betrayed by the booty. <laughs> I remember that line so vividly. So 
Jesus Christ. I was like, that's the one line that's like really stuck with me through my entire adulthood of anything. <laughs> it's like Severus Snape always and betrayed by the booty. <laughs> did you put that did you put your name in the goblet of fire? That's the one that always sticks with me. So I feel like hey, did you put that in the goblet of fire? I mean that's a solid one too. That's yeah. Raven has some iconic episodes. Well, okay, let's let's go ahead and review the pilot thing. I, I feel like we have, we've, and then we'll get into more of the show. So, Cody, the pilot. You know, I kind of love this. It ha- it's funny. It holds up. It has everything that I wanted as a child, and it has a lot of what I wanted as an adult, and it has nostalgia factor. It's a ten for me, dog. Yeah, this I I love the whole two thousand three of it. This is my favorite Dang. era of American sitcom. It's gonna get. I I'd say I'd say it's a nine out of ten. I'm gonna be a little disappointing here. Yeah, but I think it's like a seven out of ten. That's um, still pretty high. But it's I still. I mean, it's, it it's it's really good for what it is. I mean, it it is exactly like the perfect storm of that formula that they do for like these child sitcoms. Um, I think my biggest issue with it is the fact that it felt pretty sloppy for a pilot. You know. Yeah, like, I agree. It kind of was already, at, and this is the thing with all these Disney Channel shows, minus Hannah Montana, apparently, is like they never like have a world building pilot. They just dr- drop it in like it's, um, you know, like slice of life, and that's fine. Yeah. But for a pilot, I want something a little more. Like I want you to, like, like at no point does she even like. Is there a big acknowledgement that she's even psychic, other than her visions? No one in this episode says to her, "Holy shit, you're psychic." Even once, yeah. that's kind of that's kind of upsetting. If this is your introduction to the whole character, and then actually, this is important to mention: there are technically two pilots that I, I found that out because in different yeah. regions they aired different first episodes. Really? There's another episode that was done on the West Coast, and it was aired. It was it was um, something about like a smelly guy that wanted to ask her out. That both episodes were put out at the same time. Did did both? But this is considered get- the canon pilot, as far as like if you look at the episode listing. Okay. Did the other episode still air everywhere or no? Yeah, it's called a uh, smell of victory or some shit or hmm. smell of something. And then I think they aired it like episode two or three in the East Coast. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they did that. Everything I tried to read about it, they don't have any fucking like reason to give. I mean, they've. They literally aired within the same month. It does feel like with a show like this, there should have been a world building pilot. Definitely. Or like have her have like, her like have like an episode where like you see her as like a little girl finding out she's psychic just in a flashback. Give yeah. us ten seconds of like her enjoying the fact that she's psychic. Because in this, it's more or less just like an element to foreshadow for us. She doesn't really make a. She makes one decision based on her vision. I mean, for real. Like, there's some that happened and then it ends up coming true. But her, the only thing she really makes a decision on based on her vision is, like, the standing up to the teacher thing, which is okay. But we're talking about a show about a fucking psychic. Like, you could give me... And I, and I know for a fact, because I've seen the Halloween episode, that there are episodes where the psychic element of the show is is at, at, the, at the forefront. Yeah. With this, it was more yeah. of, like, a hijinks kooky teenage like and, like if you remove the fact that she's psychic from this episode it's still the same episode yeah and it's and it's weird too because yeah. like you don't get a sense of like if her family knows 
Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That is Which a good point. I don't remember in the show if they do or not, but like you should get that sense in the first episode. But, but. I mean, we can talk about spoilers. <laughs> okay. You remember that. I do want to say this though. Eddie does know because he, yeah. he, he does say it to her. Also, what's going on with the Chelsea character? Why isn't she in the pilot? Do you know? Uh, they just didn't cast her until they went to film the rest of the order. Um, I don't know why. I guess they were like, oh, people aren't going to relate unless there's a kooky white girl. So I think that's why Chelsea was cast. But don't you love her, though? I mean, yeah, I love Chelsea. She's one of my favorite characters. But I think that is the reasoning why she's not in the first episode is they didn't like what was um, they thought they needed something more is, I think, what I read about it. In other words, Disney's actually like, there's too many black people here. Yeah, wow. unfortunately. Which just sucks, because I thought it was really good. Um, yeah, same. Probably one of the better ones they've done. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, anyway, let's let's go to the spoilers. Yeah, let's do the spoilers. Okay. I want to know, is there... that? This is clearly one that wasn't canceled. Was there a definitive conclusion for That's a Raven? Ooh, I don't remember. Don't know. <laughs> nice. Uh, other okay. Second uh, question. The last episode yeah. doesn't seem like a conclusion. Yeah, t- I think it was like from what I remember, it was an assumption she went off to college, but there was never like a oh, this is everyone saying goodbye episode. Yeah, uh, that's second. what I'm kind of looking at with the episode descriptions. Second question: Corey in yeah. the house was Raven ever in the house? No, not once. No. Not once? No. They couldn't get Raven no. Simone for a fucking episode? No. At the time, she was, like, done with Disney. She wanted to move on and be something different. Yeah. I don't know, man. Those Disney people, they got a lot of money in their pockets, and they could promote the fuck out of one episode with a psychic person. And that's why she came back and did another series. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, like, especially at that time, like, no offense to Raven Simone and the That's So Raven franchise, but... It was a fuck of a lot hotter back when Corey in the House was on TV versus Raven's Home. I know that that show isn't like yeah. killing it or anything. Yeah. In fact, agreed. I think it got canceled, right? Am I wrong about that? Or mm, I think it ran for at least two or three seasons. It might be over now, but that's just Disney formula. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Ugh. I think it actually is still on, maybe. I'll, I'd have to look into that. I don't know. Maybe it comes on after Bizarre Vark. <laughs> I think that's I mean, been that's long canceled. I had we had to watch Bizarre Vark once in a hotel room, and it was very just ridiculous. But um, okay. So while you guys are figuring that out, I have a t- I was watching this, and I had a teacher story to tell. Oh, hold on, real oh, fast. Okay. This was filmed in two thousand one, even though it aired in two, 2013. So she was wait, what aired in twenty thirteen or two thousand three? Woo. Um, this was filmed in two thousand one, so okay. she would have been sixteen. Wow, that's crazy. She looks like a real 16-year-old then. In yeah. fact, even a little bit older, maybe. Yeah. But anyways, continue. I don't even remember what I was saying. Oh, about the teacher. Okay, yeah. I have a story about teachers. Okay. There's this teacher, an elusive one, you could say, that I used to have back in my hometown, who has a hankering for roast beef. <laughs> I know the story. All right, we were talking about mean... They were talking about mean teachers when we were watching the episode, and obviously Mr. Percelli, Pervelli... Trichelli, Trichelli, Trichelli. Yeah, he's an asshole. We had one teacher at my old school who would have this really deep voice that was fake, and he'd sound like Shrek. He's like, rawr, 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 like just like an ogre and shit. And um, I had a friend who was working at Arby's in town, 
And apparently this teacher would go unprovokedly buy an entire roast beef from Arby's without calling ahead all the time. And we're talking about like when I say an entire roast beef, they come in giant sleeves of like 80 slices. It's not like they come as a whole beef. So we're talking about an industrial level, like you could feed an entire soup kitchen worth of people with the roast beef that he was eating by himself weekly. So um, what happened (laughs) is for one, they had the question like, hey, you know, like you want to like call ahead for these? He's like, oh no, I get them on a whim. I don't like want to, and it's like on a whim, are you eating a fucking whole roast beef? But then what happened was he was buying so much roast beef that one location in town was running out of roast beef. And people would hate when they saw Mr. Thomas pull up and they'd be like, oh my God, he's coming back to take all of our fucking roast beef. (laughs) And it was like a thing. Like they'd like sound the alarm, roast beef goblins here. And it was, it was so ridiculous. And then what they started doing was ordering extra roast beef. But then that teacher, have I said his name? Yeah. I did. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Mr. Thomas, I'm talking about you. Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Mr. Any first name Thomas This could be fictional This could be uh, This is I, IMO It's not real This is fictitious Anyway lol You should have stopped me When I said that You should be like, It's fine It's too late now Okay It's too deep in the story So He would um, he, He'd go And he'd get this roast beef And then Then they started ordering Extra roast beef <laughs> And then He started going to the other Arby's location And then as a result They had to start driving roast beefs to the other location in town in order to even out the amount of roast beefs because he single-handedly was a terrorist in the roast beef department. That's a lot of horse meat for one man to eat. Now, the one day, he came and he bought two roast beefs. And they said, And they said, that's like everything we have. And he's like, oh, I'll pay extra whatever. And so they're like, all right, whatever. So they sell him these roast beefs. And they offer him all the buns that would go with these sandwiches for free. And he declined. (laughs) It slides down easier that way. The fact that he declined tells me everything, that this is not a meal for multiple people. He's mainlining this roast beef. Yeah, he's he's not like feeding a soccer team. I mean, he messed up the local economy of Arby's (laughs) by the fact that you'd go to an Arby's all the time and they'd be out of roast beef and people would know, fuck, he did it again. How can you do that on a teacher's salary? Like, that must be so expensive. And he, probably the only groceries he's getting is this roast beef. He was such a mean teacher that I once did a really hard and complicated report, and he gave me an F for coloring out of the lines. Wow. <laughs> you should have just brought him roast beef. That would have cured it I all. Know if I know. If I would have known, I would have got him some roast beef. But, um... <laughs> Did he smell like roast beef? I feel like with that much consumption, you got to start. He was like always it. moist, like slightly heated lunch yeah. meat, you know? Mm. He had like grease stains that were coming from his body. I wonder if in the teacher's, like in the teacher's lounge, he just like ate his roast beef. It's, it's, it's he very like nice. It's thing? very nice of you to think that like he's only eating that roast beef and that he's not mainlining it that night. Oh, like he's not portioning it out. No way. He's eating. He's, he's doing a whole beef. <laughs> he has to be, but he like, has how to be. often? How often? I want to know. If it's okay, like I'll a tell. Weird I'll diet. tell you what my friend who worked at this Arby's and my ex who worked at the other Arby's said. Each of them, both both locations, would see him on average once, maybe 
maybe once a week to maybe once every two weeks. Buying an entire roast beef. I mean, we're talking about something that's so big, he'd have to open his car door in order to get it into, like, his car. You know what I mean? Like, he couldn't just slide it through the window. It would go all the way to the other side. We're talking about 80 sandwiches worth. That's a lot of beef. Wow. That's a lot and of beef. And they pack those sandwiches full, too. Mm-hmm. Wow. Did he... Did he just eat it with his hands? I never watched him, really. <laughs> um, I would assume not. I think he just... Was, was he single? He wasn't married, was he? I don't know. I don't know if women would ever want to be around him. He I was, don't want to be around that much ro- roast beef. He was always very mean and like would be mean to everybody and t- talking this deep voice. But the best part is what I left out. People who would work the drive-thru would hear him and he'd come in like... Hey, could I get two roast beefs? Because, like, his voice isn't actually that deep. He's like, I need a whole oh roast beef in the, this drive through please. Instead of, like, hey, I need a whole roast beef. Like, he sounded like it's cool. Anyway, sorry. That was my tangent on um, Mean Teachers just from this episode. Anyway, what are some That's So Raven things you guys want to talk about? Uh, Raven's Home is coming back for a fifth season. That, that was Wow, five seasons. Disney's changed. Is it a D plus yeah. show only, or is it on the actual live channel? Uh, it says coming back to TV from the announcement I read, so I think it's actually airing on Disney Channel. Wow, is it any good? I haven't seen it. Uh, I've watched one episode, so I'm not entirely sure. Are they together? Um, I do know they. Yeah. Who is it? Chelsea and Raven. Are they like together? No. So basically, yes, they are. I think they just don't both- want to say it. Okay, they just don't want to say it, but they're both quote unquote divorces, and Chelsea has a son, and Raven has two kids, and Raven's son is the psychic in the family. And um, I love that it's passed on. Well, we also find out in that so Raven that it's passed on to Raven. That I think it was her grandmother was also a psychic. Now, oh. did Corey ever enter the house? You know, Raven's home. I have no idea. I don't, Probably I don't think Kyle Massey is involved with Disney anymore. I mean, why wouldn't he be? Is he problematic? Well, and they try and kill he him. They were like, like, they gave him cancer at one point, and he was like, I'm not dead. Wait, what? Yeah, there was a huge internet conspiracy, maybe 2016, that Kyle Massey had died of cancer, and he had <gasps> to go on his Twitter and be like, uh, I'm not dead, you guys. Wow. I, I really love the meme of him on Celebrity Ghost Stories, and the top comment is, he's not the only, Corey's not the only one in the house. Fucking oh the best meme ever. I don't even need to know about Corey in the house to get that. That's super funny. That's pretty great. <laughs> it's so good. Also, like, you know your career's flopped if you're on Celebrity Ghost Stories. Yeah. Is there anything else, guys? I, thought, I, I honest to God, thought you guys would have so much to say about that, Sir Raven, and I feel like I'm just, like, being left at the altar here. No, I definitely love that, Sir Raven. The crazy thing is, like, I kind of feel like I remember more the later seasons because 2003 was a little early in my life for me to really watch yeah. this, you know? Does she and, ever have, like, then, a strong romantic arc with anyone? You know what? I feel yeah. like, is there? There's there's one or two. I think maybe there's one that lasts a couple episodes, but most of her flirtations are, like, a boy she thinks is cute for an episode. Yeah. And I want to say, this is why, like, I love That's So Raven, and episodically, it is a really great show to watch if you want to watch a Disney Channel show. However, if you're looking for a story, I don't really think it's this show, because 
this show is definitely slice of life. There's no overarching storyline yeah. for the most part. Sometimes there'll be a guy that's like in episode 27 and he'll be in 28, but then you won't see him again. And I feel like that's kind of my problem with the show. It's why I haven't re come back to it a lot is that I, I like a story and sometimes, I mean, yeah, the hijinks is fun, but I want more. Yeah. This one definitely feels like it's trying its hardest to be funny and kids show. And that's like, that's the main, just even like the, episode descriptions like there's one where the new girl at school is a brilliant russian gymnast and looks just like raven this guy (laughs) mistakes her for raven like it's this show is unapologetically ridiculous at every turn but i feel like that's i i did like it but like i feel like that's why you don't it doesn't stand out as much because there isn't that like strong central story, but a lot of like the visuals stand out. Like I remember um, every scene that was like in the intro, like the window washing, I just can't place it. It's just, yeah. it's just a fever dream of a show. It's always a little messy. I was told I do briefly. No, go ahead. Right, go on. No, you go ahead. I was, was going to say, I just briefly want to talk about Chelsea because Chelsea's not in the pilot. And I feel like Chelsea is an integral character for those who are listening and they're not going to watch. Chelsea's like the, I guess she's kind of, I mean, dumb, uh, hippie chick. That's like her whole entire thing. She's like a vegetarian, right? Yes. That's, that's her, that's her vibe. Yeah, I know. I but, remember, uh, uh, go ahead. No, 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 no. You go on. I was going to say, I know that, um, I've had, I've had a few friends tell me when I talk about the show, I have to talk about, um. The uh, on top of spaghetti meme where it's on top of old oaky, all covered with leaves. Apparently, that's like a really popular episode. Um, and the episode is essentially like a take on this hippie chick Chelsea, like trying to stop them from tearing down a tree. <gasps> I remember that. Yep. Um, Holy shit! I don't. I haven't really seen it myself. Like I haven't really like you know sat down and watched it, but I've been told extensively that this is an important episode to talk about. Guys, what happens in the fucking episode? I don't know. I Nobody like, knows. You got me beat because I, I mean, I didn't have cable. So I'm like, okay, I've watched some of these episodes. But like I said, I never really like came to the show a lot and watched it, even though I loved it. So I think what we're getting is like, that's a Raven has such a subculture about it. But none of it has to do, in my opinion, just based on what I've seen with the episodes, and more to do with Raven Simone. And I feel like I see that. the character of Chelsea was a cool character because like I, I don't know about I, I didn't grow up around anybody that was like a vegetarian and would try to like save <laughs> trees and shit, you know? Like That's awesome. I grew up in Kentucky. What's a what's a vegetarian? <laughs> exactly. Like that like that Is was like a crazy form? character. <laughs> a hippie? Yeah. I love how you're more blown away by a hippie, by a hippie than the f- actual psychic. Yeah, right? I'm just like, she doesn't eat meat. No, we have those here. Wow, crazy. Yeah, we have we have people that think they're psychics, I'm sure. What's your guys' favorite episode of That's So Raven? I think it's got to be the cow one. Really? The Halloween episode? Yeah, that's a good one. I was going to say, yeah. I think it's the Halloween episode. There's also a good one where it's kind of like Cabin in the Woods where they're stuck in a house. That one was pretty good, but uh, I actually 
really like the pilot. I think the pilot's really solid. I was I was reading a, a little bit about this beforehand, and um, I did read that there's like a, a television psychic episode that's really popular, where like she does like a psychic hotline, or like she takes over for a psychic hotline. Oh yes, I remember that. Um, that one's really popular, and uh, the, they're also this was the first Disney Channel show to start doing the crossovers with other shows. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know what a crossover with or anything, but that was like one of the main things they pointed out was this was like that's the first. a sweet life of Zach and Cody. Was that it? Yeah, I think so. That's a sweet that- life. It should be a third thing, isn't it? Always three things. That's so sweet. I can't remember the other one. That's the sweet life of Hannah Montana. Yeah. Yeah. That was my religion. Really? Because you didn't remember it 10 seconds ago. (laughs) It's now 10 plus years later. So there's been a lot of Minecraft. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Franny's been been playing Minecraft for a little while. So it's been a long week. (laughs) It definitely has. Well, if you guys don't have anything else you want to say about it, we can go ahead and uh, start the break. What character would you say we are? Oh, good, 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 good. Um, I would like to say that out of the ones I saw, I know who Chelsea is, so I can include that mentally because I do. I did watch the Halloween episode. Um, good. I would say I'm Mr. Percelli <laughs> <laughs> because I crack my neck like him. I have the same hairline. Just kidding. Oh my, my hairline. My hairline. Shut simple. up. My hairline's actually pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. For for being you know a, a fat Mr. Percelli looking man. Shut up. No, you're not. And I don't know. I liked his comebacks. Even though he was a teacher torturing these students, I really liked his sass. Like when Eddie was like, I'm going to show him what to mess with my rep. And he's like, you have no rep to mess with. <laughs> like that's exactly the kind of shit. You would be that kind of teacher. You yeah. would definitely be like the, I'm going to pick on everyone, even my favorites, but my favorites will know they're my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to bust their balls, but we're going to be friends. Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm going to teach him that hard knock life early. So yeah, Mr. Percelli. Uh, but if I had to pick out of the main characters, I'd probably go with. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm really representing because I don't see myself as Eddie at all. There's a. I could. They're kind of being Corey. Corey, you think I'm Corey? Is it? But am I Corey in That's a Raven or am I Corey in the house? You're in that house, I mean, baby. Not, you're not familiar with the house as much, but um, I feel like you're like. A little mischievous sometimes, and but you've always got a plan, and I feel like that's very Corey. Fair enough. Yeah. Cody, who do you think you are? I don't know if I'm represented here. <laughs> Maybe Chelsea. Raven. I, th- I, no, see I, Chelsea. See Chelsea. I see Chelsea way more than Raven, that's for sure. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Besides, like, if you, if you were to add a brain to Chelsea, because, like, Chelsea's thoughtful... But also goofy, you know. Like I could, yeah. I, I could see, I see some of those elements in you, definitely, for sure. I don't think I'm here. I don't know. Not at all. Uh, I think I'm the dad. Healthy. You think you're the dad? <laughs> I'm the dad. Ooh. the dad. Because you stick around. I stick unlike around. the mother. So. Aww. Why did the mother leave? Do you guys know? I I don't think I think she's just kind of written off. Is she it gets a job she somewhere else. She, she like wasn't something. very good. I did note that. Yeah, I, like I didn't like the mother actress else. that much. They like don't say like they're divorced or anything crazy. I don't think. I think she's just like. She literally just disappears one episode. Yeah. They never talk about it. I think, I think it would she, be like, fucking awesome. Got a job. You don't move away from your kids when you have a job I necessarily. I think that's how they explained it. That's really silly. 
They should have just given a real life lesson and have her be a divorcee. Yeah. Let the dad go out and date. Wait, does does mm. the dad just stay perpetually lonely and like never go out with well, anyone ever again? He doesn't have time. He lives in the White House and he's their personal chef. <laughs> Brandy, people who live in the yeah, White House sure. still have lives. Um, no, he doesn't leave the White House. He doesn't leave ever. I mean, who's got the time? That's a really far walk to get to your car, I bet. It's funny that you well, think that you walk all the way to your car. Probably. As if you're not like driven up by Humvees to the fucking gate with armed guards. You know, you walk down okay, so you walk down Pennsylvania Avenue, you know? <laughs> what are they doing in the White House? He's a chef. That's his thing, Correct. right? And yeah. then and then that's why they move to the White House. Yeah. He becomes the chef for the president. Right? Uh-huh. And but even like, though the president okay. at the time of the show was black. The president on the show is white, correct? Uh, yes, I believe no. so. Ah, I don't know. I heard no, the no, memes. No, 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 no. Because this this show aired from 2003 to 2007. Barack wasn't in office. No, yet. no, no, no. Corey, Corey in, the, in house. the house. Oh, Corey in the house. Yes, that's true. And it's weird because the show is about a black gentleman who cooks for a white man in a presidential office in which at the time was not run by a white man. Interesting. True. Also, his son's there. He's also in the house. Well, he's got to live somewhere. Their mom's off being a whore. Being a whore. <laughs> Fuck you, mom, you whore. You gave me my own phone and then you left without even calling it once. Well, maybe that's why Mr. Pacelli left is because they're out boinking somewhere. Oh, my God. Mr. Pacelli is like, you're now Ms. Pacelli. Wear the donk. Oh, God. Anyway, guys, if we, if we if we could hit a, a break now, I think we've exhausted this. All right, guys, when we come back, we're going to come back with The Dead Zone. Hey, looking for more content? Check out CrossCut Cinema, where me, Franny, and my friends review movies. Or check out a pilot podcast. We review TV pilots with recording artist CL Blue. Or hey, check out me hanging out with my friends on Average Joe Interviews. Socials and links are in the bio. Thanks, guys. Hey, guys, it's CL. I just wanted to come on and say that I have a brand new album. It's coming out on October 22nd. And if you're hearing this, that means it's out now. Um, it's called Scorpio. I'm super excited about it. It's something very different, very experimental for me. It's entirely just based on stories that I've written or real life experiences or people that I know. And I really hope you guys like it. Uh, it has songs Big Night In on it. And also my brand new song, Scorpio, which I'm really excited about. Uh, if you are interested, you can listen to it on all streaming platforms, wherever you get your music at. You can find it there. Uh, thanks so much. Scorpio, now you And we're back. I just want to say that Franny counts us in all the time and she'll go three, two. And I, I always want to go one. Ah, ah. And <laughs> I have to fight that instinct every time. I don't like saying the one. I feel like the one's implied. You're not supposed to say the one. You're doing a good job. Yeah. Yeah. You're not supposed to. This... But that is me being an idiot. And I want to say it really bad. <laughs> 
Appreciate that. Okay, so. Yeah, I'd never even heard of this show before today. Before or we even before get before we talk before about we it. even get into the Wikipedia, I think it's yeah. important to mention that this is obviously a Stephen King property, and if you know anything about the Dead Zone, it is one of the most banned books in the United States. What? So obviously, the show at the time of it coming out, it was still banned. So this was kind of an edgier show. Um, so keep that in mind as we review how like not edgy it is, but like kind of still is a little bit, you know. Um, also, we technically can't or, or didn't watch the pilot because the unaired pilot wasn't released until 2017. And all the unaired pilot is is slightly different casts and uh, the episode one and two were merged together. Hmm. But then they obviously they they picked up on the pacing of the dead zone. So they redid everything. And now there's a new pilot and the pilot that we're, that's the one we're going to review. So for people who want us to review like the original unaired pilot, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> And um, that's stupid. We're not going to do that because that's not yeah. what they ended up putting out. Um, anyway, Cody, Wikipedia, go for it. Dead Zone, also known as Stephen King's The Dead Zone, is a science fiction drama television series starring Anthony Michael Hall as Johnny Smith, a man who discovers he has psychic uh, de- has developed psychic abilities after a coma. The show is based on characters from Stephen King's 1979 novel of the same name. It first aired in 2002 and was produced through Lionsgate, and it ran for six seasons over 80 episodes from 2002 to 2007. Had either of you heard of this? I know Franny didn't. Have you heard of the show before we started the review? No, I had no idea. So this show was kind of, in, at the 2002 to 2004, this show was pretty popular on, uh, I think it was on USA, I think. And um, yes. I remember like my dad would be watching it at our house and like I'd go to like a friend's house and they'd be watching it on their TV. And the reason why the intro at the beginning was done is because after episode two, this isn't spoilers, by the way, this is just a, a known thing about the show. After episode two, they wanted people to be able to pick up on the show fairly easily they wanted to be able to drop in on it like you know other procedural psychic dramas like you know mentalist or psych or something like that or medium but the plot is a little more not convoluted but more complex so as a result they just start every episode with anthony michael hall standing in a white room reading that monologue at the beginning of every fucking episode and i would go to friends houses and everybody in the household the mom dad daughter son everybody would be saying the words verbatim this was a huge hit when it came out and i feel like nobody talks about it <laughs> yeah i definitely didn't even hear about it so yeah i didn't know this existed. yeah so so in the pilot basically you find out that when uh johnny was a little kid he slips and hits his head and then right after that he starts developing some psychic ability right mm-hmm. it's shown him growing older with this girl that he was there with and like she's kind of like his sweet what up baby give me some of that back and um (laughs) and uh they're both teachers they're both teachers they have this like real like real nicholas sparks lifestyle where like they're both so in love with each other and you know he's showing off of his psychic abilities and she's like the only one that really knows that he's a psychic and he's like you know, he's using it to, like, win at carnival games and, uh-huh. and like, to predict what somebody's about to say or how they're feeling. Yeah, just fun stuff. Nothing too major. And so he's, like, trying to... He's going to this carnival with his lady. 
He's trying to get his mom to go with him. She's like, no, I'm going to hang out here with my televangelist boyfriend. And uh, he doesn't like him because he thinks the televangelist boyfriend's trying to like snake, snake money from her. And that night after the carnival uh, or the fair or whatever you want to call it, he's about to go over to Blockbuster Video to rent some movies for them. You know, because wow. it's it's like, what, 1996 an at this point? Move, an iconic date night. Yeah, it's like 1996 or something at this point. And he ends up in a collision that causes him to go into a coma for six years. And as a result, there's a part of his brain that ba- basically because of his psychic ability he already had, his brain is so powerful, it's finding a way to cope with all the damage. And as a result, it's unlocked a dead zone in his in his mind. At which gives him insane psychic abilities. Ones that are far more advanced than just seeing the future, but like being able to like sense a soul or doing other crazy shit or like being able to see someone's like true like, past or tragedy. Yeah, he, he can like see through their eyes almost. Mm-hmm. It's like a totally different thing. And and, and it, it, this time before, his, his psychic ability was solely based within himself. But now when he touches people at all, he sees some sort of relevant information in their lives. For instance, in the episode, there's a moment where he touches a nurse's hand when he first wakes up from the coma and he sees her daughter burning in a building. Or when he meets his doctor, he sees the moment when his doctor was a young boy and was being airlifted out of a, basically like a war, a war zone. Yeah. And it's interesting because you we're so used to psychics having the ability to see the future, but he's a whole different kind. It's, it's, he's, there's not a good way to explain it until you watch more of the show, but he's able to really be at the essence of a person. And it's a, it's, I think it's a really cool concept. What did you think of the pilot, Cody? I, okay. I really like oh, the concept. I think it's, it's it very dated very by the way. Yeah. It's very dated. I, yeah. I, I, I really wanted to mention that. I think, I think I was trying to say that with saying like the whole intro where he just explains what the show is at the beginning. Yeah. It is very dated, very corny at times. Um, it's really, it really feels like a CW drama in a sense. But anyway, One, sorry to interrupt that you. That was literally verbatim something I was about to say. <laughs> it feels very dated and it almost feels like it's from something the CW would do now. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I, I liked it question mark there were definitely aspects of it i really liked and i thought like the whole storyline where uh he's revealing to the doctor like your mom's still alive and then he touches the the his like uncle's hand and he's like seeing everything through the uncle's eyes and he's going through and watching speaking a different language and it was it was really cool it really set up like this thing that's like oh shit this white dude speaking another language and he knows what's going on in this war that like you haven't even talked to me about because i mean that's probably a painful memory for you and i just thought it was really cool how he can go into these scenes and see everything like when it's revealed that the the girl that he was engaged to has moved on with another man and he's like oh you have a kid too i can see you have a family because he can watch her like be with him and sees the family photos of her house. So I thought that aspect was really cool, but there's a lot of cheese in here. Like there's Definitely. a lot of no, oh, it's, yeah. there's tons of corny lines. There's and, there's corny visuals of like him being in like like the slow motion memory. and him being in the memories and 
There's tons of corny shit like that. I mean, it very much, it kind of has heroes energy in the way that heroes had some of that really corny shit. Um, but this so even more dated than that. Uh, I will say this yeah. though, as the episodes go along, the first two episodes kind of operate as like, let's explain what this character is as the episodes go along. And I won't be into spoilers here. Not yet. It becomes more slice of life where his gift is used to interact with certain scenarios. And it's never like something as serious as like, Oh, we're hunting a serial killer. Oh, we're doing this. It's like, let it's, I mean, sometimes it's that serious, but there's like period piece dramas where he's like jumping into the memories of like Vietnam war vets and like their fucking spouses back in the day before the war, like really romantic, cool. large gestures. That's the episode. So, so it's really not like a police procedural. No. Wow. It kind of gave me the same vibe. I, I only they watched the first the two. There's yeah. there's elements of that it as the show me of goes Psych. on, but like like for instance, episode three. Oh, I don't want to get into spoilers. Yet. I'll get into it in the spoiler stuff. But like, I'll I'll explain I'll explain episodes one through five, and you guys will see what I mean when I say it's like so very different. Yeah, I don't think that it's like I I think it's cool that he does have that element of like I'm a crime fighter. I want to do the right thing. But also, like, it just is exploring his life into re-entering the world, you know, because okay. he's a man out of time in a way, yeah. too. He, like, yeah. has been gone for six years, and a lot happened between 1996 and 2002. Oh, yeah. A Damn. lot. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, Shania Twain, O.J. Simpson. Shania Twain, O.J. Simpson, <laughs> Bill Clinton. Yeah. We cloned a sheep, landed on the Mars. That's right crazy. on the Mars. Landed on the Mars, dude. We did a um, lot of shit in 2002. Let's be fair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot that happened. 2001, you got 9/11. That was pretty big, I think. That definitely is going to make yep. a couple. Oh headlines. wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tons of shit happened. Fucking, I think the Water Boy happened in that period of time. Great movie. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, anyway, um, Franny, what was your overall thoughts on the pilot? I thought the show was like, I, I'm interested to hear and and watch about like where the show goes because it just reminded me of Psych, but if it was made in 2003, and if it was really serious, yeah, or trying to be a mm-hmm. little more serious, or trying to be serious. I like the corniness of it though. I appreciate the way they did visions in this. Yeah, where like it he was always like incorporating himself in some way or like being like a like a spectator or or just physically in himself. I love how the rules. They're early on telling you, like, don't try to define the rules of what his powers are because he doesn't know. Yeah, I I, I yeah. appreciate that because, of course, he's not going to know how to control them or, like, what they really mean right now. He's just now developing them. Did you watch episode two, Cody, or did you just watch episode one? No, I only watched the pilot. Okay, cool. So, like, you, you kind of, we're going to get into it then because Franny watched episode two and I know she has a lot to say about it. Um... If you were to, like, the thing I want to say about this show, too, is that the concept is so good. I always think, well, what if we were to remake it? If you were to remake it, who would you cast? Mm. I I could have anyone, any budget. Anyone, any budget. Hmm. Part of me wants to go the obvious and thinks, like, like a Benedict Cumberbatch, someone who's very like scientific someone who's non-emotional i want to go with someone younger play the emotional side and that was literally what i was about to say but i almost feel like you want someone younger because i don't know why i just feel like 
maybe that's the reason why I didn't relate as much to the actual character is because I'm like, okay, you're older. Yeah, and the thing is, you're already adding six years, so, like, who can you age up and yeah. age down effectively? I'd go with somebody, if I was, like, trying to make, like, a, the weirdest dead zone I could, um, but, like, still really good, I would think somebody like me, like, Dacker Montgomery would be a good lead character. Oh, yeah. Because he's really good at aging oh. up and down, and I feel like he could totally do that smoldering, like, leather jacket face thing that he had going on. But you got to be an insanely good actor, dude. Yeah, that's it, because it's so campy yeah. that you have to be a good actor. It's going to come yeah. off, like, total garbage. Especially when he's, like, literally, like, doing the voices of, like, the people that, that he's, he's, like, channeling uh-huh. and shit. Yeah, definitely. Like, you have to be. And I think that he's a good actor, though. Oh, I mean, yeah. you think about I Stranger Things, like Power Rangers. He's good at, like, being these, like, obvious, like, bigger characters. I would love to see him do something that's more cerebral. Because I know he's a good actor. I've seen Better Watch Out. I've seen him like completely transform. Oh. And I so and I feel like also that would attract a lot of people because he's a star that's kind of been like blowing up but not at the same time. Like I could afford him and people would still be excited. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, and I would say like Who would you get as the love interest? Oh, that's tough. Um Maybe like I'm sorry, but that actress was super cringy. I dude, think she was the worst part of the show for me. She gets she gets better. She does. The pilot itself, like the first two episodes, are like very different because for one, they were reshot. And two, mm. there's a long distance of time between episode two and episode three. Huh? So like there I feel like they had time to have like the feedback of like you are too stiff. You need to like loosen up a little bit and like Yeah, she is better in the second episode. But even the second episode was shot at the same time as the first. I mean, the third episode is when there's been a long period of time. Oh, okay. In between. Because the originally, the first and second episode were one pilot originally. Wow. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. I said that earlier, but you probably didn't hear me. Yeah. I think I didn't catch it. <laughs> um, uh, as for uh, the... That's a long ass pilot. That's like an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I mean, they like cut and blended things together, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or they they spaced things like out. A- I, I don't think that the... Uh, I don't think that the doctor side plot was even in the original pilot, under pilot, but it might have been. So don't. That quote was me on the that. best part of the episode. Me, I, I thought really so too. And there's a lot of that going forward. Um, what was I going to say? So oh, yeah, your actress. Who would you cast? Um, I like. Is it Anna De Armas or Anna De Emma De Armas? How do you pronounce her name? The chick from Knives Out would be good. Um, I like her a lot. Um. You could be really weird and do like Chloe Grace Moretz, like get like give her I'm like out. a more mature role because she's basically been like typecast as like teenager insert here forever. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one because I'd have to. I think it'd be easier to cast the sheriff first because what really that character is is like a middle line of those two brooding characters. So, like, I think yeah. I'd have to think about who the sheriff is, and then I could figure out who the girl could if be. If he could somehow be the same age as, like, Dacker Montgomery, I'd want, I would say the guy that played um, in The Walking Dead, you know the one, the bad guy from season one. you about from season one? Are you talking about John Bernthal? No, I'm talking about, like, the guy that was in their camp that, like, slept with his wife. John Bernthal. Is that... Okay, I thought you were going to say the character's name. Oh, I wouldn't you're talking about the, Shane. Yeah, because I wouldn't know the actor's name. That's Shane <laughs> is definitely, like, way older. I know, but if he could somehow be the same age, mm-hmm. that'd I be would, perfect casting. I would go with, uh, you know what you could do, like, hmm. legit? Um, 
you could take the other gentleman from Power Rangers, the Blue Ranger, and just like <laughs> rough him up a little bit because that dude's a Ooh. fucking actor, bro. He's a great actor. R.J. Tyler's great. Yeah. Um, I would say him. How did he get on screen? That made no sense. <laughs> uh, or like maybe um, who somebody could be like that rough exterior? Who 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 is that right now in like acting? Like who who has that role locked down? I don't know if anybody does. I feel like the brooding actor is kind of like a thing of the past, so it's hard to do. You gotta, you gotta find, you gotta make them a brooding yeah. in a different way. Maybe like Keith Stanfield. The only one I can really come up with is like Sebastian Stan. I would do like Lakeith, I feel like he does brooding really well. Lakeith Stanfield's my choice. That's who I pick. Um, if you've I don't ever, know who that is. if you've ever seen, uh, I mean, he's been in a bunch of stuff. If you ever saw the Death Note movie, or he was also in Knives Out too. He was the other cop. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a that's a good casting. I feel like nowadays, with the idea of like a sheriff and like a and like a detective type, isn't like the big brooding person anymore. You have to evolve with the times. Yeah. So it would be somebody yeah. more sleek, more intellectual. I I honestly think that the better version of that sheriff character now would be someone who's smarter than Johnny. Mm. Yeah, flip it I a little bit. I could see Dick or Montgomery as the sheriff. If I'm honest, just just flip I feel the like roles. You can pull that off too. Just flip yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> and as for as for the girl, I I just think um it's it's a little difficult. You need somebody with that energy that you could be like, okay, I could see her feasibly being in love with both of them. Yeah, because they are totally different I, characters, and that's why she's kind of a Mary Sue in some ways early on because she has to be appealing yeah. to these two opposite beasts. Even though they try to write them in like they're so similar of lighting, it's not true. <laughs> when they both oh, is that episode two? Episode spoilers. Two. Fuck. Uh, there is one actress I want to say that I think could pull it off, and it's because you mentioned Chloe Grace Moretz. She used to do a young, a lot of young adult stuff, and it's Amanda Steinberg, I think that's her name. Never. Heard and of she her. was, she was Rue in the Hunger Games. And oh she was in, yeah, I, I know her. She did. You give. She did uh, another one of those YA movies. Um, fuck, I can't remember what it's called. She did another YA movie, like not Hunger Games, but like yet another one, and I can't remember it. It was terrible. I was working at Family Video at the time. People were bringing it back, like this is trash. Like so. Uh, I will say, I feel like she plays conflicted really well, so I think that would be a really interesting role for her. Definitely. Definitely, it's it's a it's a tough spot to cast in general because, like I said, that Mm -hmm. character has to somehow not be annoying, but yet again, kind of be writing on the lines of having two boyfriends herself, you know, like that's a hard character to get to be likable in general. Cause you're like, Oh my gosh, you have so much. Why not just be grateful for what you have? Like that's always like the, the consistent inner monologue of people watching the show. So as a result, she, she has to be so fucking likable or you're just going to hate when she's on screen. Mm -hmm. I feel like she's cast well in the show. Uh, I, well, it gets better for her. It's better. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to keep watching. I didn't think I'd, give a fuck about this show honestly um so who do you think you are in the show franny hmm. this is a dangerous one maybe we shouldn't do this yeah i feel like this isn't one that yeah this doesn't seem do. like there's just not enough definitive characters yeah and this especially in this pilot yeah yeah um agreed and it's not a right. fun one to do either. so we're moving on to fuck marry kill we're we're <laughs> we're bringing it back baby who would Hell you fuck yeah. who would you marry who would you kill oh my god oh my god oh my god i would definitely who i would kill the sheriff husband guy annoying um i would marry 
the um I would marry Johnny. Wow. A guy who you can keep no secrets from. Well, he's rich. That's true. He is rich. <laughs> and he's nice to look when at. When you want to marry the in that situation, why not marry the televangelist guy? No, ew. You're like, but Johnny's hot. No, scratch that. Kill the televangelist guy. Marry Johnny. And then fuck the sheriff just once. Just once? Yeah. Just to see if he's got Mine's any grit. the exact same as Franny. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um... <laughs> And for the exact same reasoning, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Great minds. I'd kill the kid because Johnny's being tied down to this life because the kid's there, so I'd just eliminate that situation. Oh, God. He doesn't so even funny. like him. He's an asshole. The kid? Yeah, he's a fucking asshole. You just hate children, let's be fair. That kid doesn't like him just for having a cane. You don't think that's fucked up? Um, I don't. I Maybe. mean, I, I don't, don't think that's evident in the pilot. Yes, it is. He sure. goes, can we leave now, Mommy? That's in the pilot. Well, he just well, doesn't I like his vibe. Like, Ew, grown up. I don't care about this. Yeah. No, no. He was definitely nervous. Yeah, because a grown up just got in his face. Didn't get in his face. He like got down and tried to no, level with him saw, right away. No, he saw a man with a cane lean over and start talking to him. And he's like, ew, mommy, poor people. I don't know. I didn't get that vibe. I got or the vibe ew, that like the kid just like didn't give a fuck. Ew, ew, mommy. This guy's weird. I, well, but you weird and I I didn't get that vibe at all. I, I think you're inferring that onto this child. Well, no, I mean it's it's clearly revealed as we move further on. Oh. But, but it is reflected in the pilot when he acts that way. Hmm. I just yeah, I kind of got the same vibe as Cody from that. I, I think also, I was just trying not to did, hate the kid. Did you like the circularism of the kid being in the tree, just like at the end, of, just like the beginning of the episode where Johnny was in the tree? Hmm. Art. Art. <laughs> Artistic. Artistic. Uh, Cody, what did you think about the little twist ending at the end? Sorry, you cut out. I did not hear that. I said, Cody, what did you think about the twist ending at the end of the pilot? The twist ending, I liked. It was like, I don't know. That's why I kind of thought it was a police drama. I was like, okay, they're setting up a serial killer. And they like talked about it earlier in the episode. So the fact that it's not... I don't know. I'm kind of like, is that just a waste of a cliffhanger? They just did a cliffhanger to have a cliffhanger. Uh, no, it was not a way. It's it definitely plays into it. I think. Yeah. I mean, well, we'll get into all that. Who do you? It, okay, if you had to pick one of these characters that you had seen to be the serial killer, who would you guess it was? I mean. I'm I'm gonna say maybe the guy who drove him back, who was helping him through rehab, because I feel like that's a little <laughs> unexpected. It's a little juicy. You're just like, oh, that's sad. Okay. <laughs> Incorrect, but I like the guess. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and rate this pilot, and then we'll get into the spoilers. This pilot genuinely surprised me in a very positive way. I did not think I would really care about this show at all. Um, I started it like this morning for a few minutes and watched like the beginning of it and was not fucking feeling it. I'd say you got to watch like 10 minutes of this one. I think you, you should watch the first two episodes yeah. and then be like, okay, was, is this worth my time? Mm-hmm. Um, because, but after watching you know. the first two episodes and even after just watching the first episode, just reading the first episode alone, obviously, cause that's what we do. I would give it like, um, like an eight and a half. Oh, wow. Okay. Cody? 
I'm gonna go with like a six and a half, and I it I think I haven't watched the second episode, so I don't entirely know for sure if I'm gonna feel the same way. But when I first turned it on, I was also like, I don't think this is for me. It's kind of like too kitschy for me to enjoy it, and then. I liked it more as it went on, but I don't know if it was enough for me to actually want to go back and watch it. If you're, if you were thinking about like ever jumping back in, like you can pretty, like I can say like, if you just want to watch like a random episode, just jump onto the third episode. Cause then you'll see that it's not like a police procedural, you know, it's like something completely okay. different. And then you can kind of make your decision based on that. Um, but I would say for the pilot, I'm going to give the pilot a seven, but I, I rate the rest of the show much higher, just like to say that up front. Okay, spoiler talk. Let's get into episode two. For wow, a lot of spoilers. Who's the killer? Who's the killer? It's the um cop's partner, like the sheriff's partner. Like the one like you see him for like ten seconds yeah. in the uh first episode where they're uh, like I, was gonna say, I don't even remember him. Uh and basically the whole episode whole episode two johnny's like going to the police station being like my friend who helped me at the hospital is going to get murdered by the serial killer and the whole time this police officer is acting weird about him being psychic but what you come to realize is he's acting scared because he thinks this dude's on to him yeah and there's like a great reveal in this creepy ass house he lives in with his mother his mother's like a crazy person who's been like mutilating him and like treating him badly and he basically kills like for her for her amusement as well like, she loves hearing about how he kills people and stuff. So Johnny's like, you're fucked up, lady. <laughs> and, like, and like calls her out on, like, you're a fucking, you're a menace society, you crazy bitch. And she tries to stab him. And the fucking wife's, the the, the husband, the, the cop guy, shoots her to save Johnny's life, which is, like, a big moment. Yeah. But then there's this great scene where he goes, go back out to the car to call for help. They didn't know that the cop was in the house too. They just came over to the house to like look for evidence, but the cop was hiding in the basement. Yeah. Like the bad one, the the serial killer one. And he goes, Johnny, go call for help because all they knew was that they just shot the mother and she's dead now and they think they're empty in the house. They go call for help on the radio. And he has a vision that if he doesn't go back inside and help the police officer save himself from the serial killer, that he'll die and then... His chick will be widowed, get back with him, and they'll live happily ever after. He has mm-hmm. a vision of that vividly, a true vision. But because Johnny's a good okay. guy, and it's like his big moment where you're thinking, like, oh, my God, is he going to let like, him there's die? There's definitely a hesitation. Like, he hesitates because he's like, my whole life will be fixed if I just let him die. Yeah. But he goes in and saves him. To a dude that's been an asshole. To a dude that's time. been an asshole to him and is fucking his, his, the love of his life. Yeah, and is raising his child yeah. as his own. Save that dude's life. So then at that point, like the news is starting to pick up on Johnny. People are starting to find out that there's a psychic in town. Hoodly doodly doop. And um, at that point in the third episode, is there anything you want to say about the second episode? Because I'm just going to go through the first five to give an idea of how drastically it changes. Um, I really like the reveal of her having a family. Is that in the first episode? Or yeah, the yeah, yeah. Episode? That's the first episode yeah. where he's oh, out wow. with her in the garden. Okay. I feel like that just, the the first episodes blend together very nicely. They, they really, you could tell that they were meant to be one Yeah. Thing. You could tell. They're just so, like, cohesive and, like, attached. Oh, but it does... It, um, The second episode does a thing where it's trying to, like, draw them as similar. Like, the yeah, um, they go, Johnny and the cop guy. Yeah, Johnny and the cop go out to breakfast with them, and they, like, order the same meals. And uh-huh. uh, it's revealed that the cop actually hooked up with Johnny's girl while they were mourning 
like well in the hospital. Like he was mourning the death of his grandmother, and she was mourning her, uh, you know, fiance being in a coma. And so, like, that's what they bonded over was their trauma over him. Like, they bonded over him. And he makes the great line of, like, yeah, hospital's a great, great place to pick up singles. <laughs> <laughs> like, he calls him out on it. He's like, nice job, asshole. It's incredible. Love that. Um, okay, so anything else about the second episode, though? Other than the fact that it's just really good, like they they find out more things about his about his powers. The guy who's his physical therapist is kind of like his partner. He's like helping him figure things out, and um, they figure out like he has that premonition of that girl dying, but she doesn't end up dying. But the reason is because they were calling her now, and so she ran away from the killer. Like she she ran in the house and she never noticed the killer, so she was never murdered. Like the killer only kills in the rain. Yeah. They like get rid of the evidence and she ran inside because they were calling her. So he missed her. And so all these people like you're fake. She's alive. She wasn't going to die. But in reality, they found out that his visions aren't always entirely accurate. If they act on things involving the visions, they can change. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It it was not expected that that was going to be the case because I feel like a lot of the times like like with psych for example or that's a raven he's not even he's not even actually psychic but with that's a raven her visions almost always come true just not the way that you anticipate yeah with this he has whole ass visions that might not happen because he he himself is intervening yeah um and there's a lot of cool shit with that it's cool because it makes time feel very non-linear mm-hmm and, like, when he finds out that because he saved that girl, that serial killer went out and killed another person, he, like, felt all this guilt. Like, you change one thing, you know, you change the whole world. It's like, that that woman is dead because of me. Yeah, but, but like his um, friend, the physical therapist, said, like, you didn't take that life. Like, that guy decided that night that somebody was going to die. And it's like, it's not your fault that, like, you saved your friend and someone else was hurt. Like, yeah. And he, so he's feels like he's already feeling all this guilt over his over his power because of it. Ooh, and there's a spicy scene in this. So, oh yeah, I remember. So that. Sarah's the girl's name, right? Sarah, yeah, I think Sarah. So. Um, Johnny goes over to see no Sarah come, comes over to see Johnny after like his name is like smeared in the fucking um newspapers because like everybody thinks he predicted the shit wrong, but like he ended up the serial killer ended up killing somebody else. Um. And Sarah comes over because she's like, oh, like, you need a friend, blah, blah, blah. And when he hugs Sarah, he has a vision of them hooking up. In that moment. Like, like if, in if that he, moment. He had a vision that if he leans in for the kiss, they're going to fuck right there on the table. Yeah. And he decides, like, I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't take advantage yeah. of this moment. So he, like, stops her. And, like, but, like basically is like, you need to leave. You know for a fact that she is still all in. Like, she mm-hmm. wants him so bad still. And it's crazy and it's like super spicy. Like they were literally fucking and then like he snaps out of the vision and he's like, I think we need to spend some time apart. Like for you, it's been six years, but for me, it's been like a couple of days. Yeah. But like he knows that if he wanted to go in for it, he could, but he's choosing not to yeah, do Yeah, and that. he's like, maybe next time we hang out in public. <laughs> it was it was just gut-wrenching too because like he he wants it so bad, you know, like they were supposed to be married with that kid Mm -hmm. and like that was supposed to be their life yeah and he even makes a comment where they're like nice family he's like yeah it's someone else's like it's like so it's so tragic okay episode three so you know that he's a teacher right like Mm -hmm. you already knew all that Mm -hmm. so the school is hiring him back 
And like the PTA is like, what the fuck? You're going to hire a psychic? Are you high on drugs? And there's only one teaching job for him. And it's not necessarily a teaching job. He'd be a sub, but he'd also be the hockey coach. And he loves hockey. Yeah. So he's the hockey coach. Uh, and the guy who plays Francis and Malcolm in the Middles in this episode. And he comes up. Do you care if I spoil this? Because no, there's fine. obviously we more. We can still watch it. Yeah. There's also still way more episodes. Yeah. Um, I'll be all right with a few spoilers. But I'm saying this to show you guys the level of difference between episodes. So uh, he's he's coaching this kid in hockey and he's like teaching him all these great stuff. And then he, he, he falls on the ground. And he picks him up. And all he gets is a vision of him zooming inside of the kid's body and seeing his heart pumping. And he doesn't know what that means because the, the visions are never like, you know, you don't know exactly what every vision means, but all he knows is that he basically had this vision where he saw into this dude's body and saw his heart. So him being the coach, he's like all worried, like, Hey, you know, I want you to go to the doctor. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. And everybody's like, what are you fucking talking about? Nobody believes in your psychic bullshit, but they take him to the doctor. He gets all these heart tests done and there's nothing wrong with him multiple times over. He's, but then finally, like this kid's playing in this hockey match for like a college like scout and and Johnny's like you shouldn't play I literally just had and he has a vision right before like the game it's like I see you fall to the ice and die from some sort of heart attack and he's like but I've gotten all my medical stuff done they say there's nothing wrong with me he's like I had a vision I believe it to be true and he's like you can't make me not play so they're playing out there and everything, and the main coach, because there's two coaches, the main coach is belligerent and angry because it's a really tight game and the ref's being shitty. So he gets forced out of the game. So Johnny takes over as the main coach, and he pulls him out of the game, and they lose. Fuck yeah. The whole audience starts throwing popcorn at him, starts trying to fight him. They slash his tires. They say they're going to kill him. And then when they get back to the car, the kids like all pissed off. Like, I can't believe Johnny ruined my high school career. He was, and he was like also a good substitute. Like all the kids liked him before this. He's like a very good teacher Yeah, and everybody knows that he's psychic. So he like plays with that joke. Um, and there's this great scene too, where he's talking to one kid who's like trying to get out of like, do it. Like he said, his like homework is like fucked up. Like his dog ate his homework or some shit, but he touches him and he, and it, the kid's explaining to him like this false lie, but he's seeing the vision of what the kid was actually doing last night and he's dancing and holding a beer in a bar. But he's like, the reason I don't have my homework is because my dog, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, maybe you should lay off the cigars and beer, kid. And he's that, like, what the fuck amazing. are you psychic? It's a great scene. He's like, by the way, not the best dancer. And um, anyway, so the France, anyway, back to the ice rink thing or the, 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 the hockey thing. So the kid who got pulled out of the game, the kid whose college career is ruined, Gets back into the car with his parents. His parents are talking about not only getting this dude fired, but getting him sued. And then right as they're all talking about it, this dude falls unconscious. They go to the hospital. They find out that there was a, like, spastic, like, infection in his heart. And that if he would have performed at the game, he would have definitely died. And that Johnny saved his life. Holy shit. But the PTA still forces him out from being a teacher. And he's no longer allowed to teach there. So that's episode three. After he fucking saved a kid's life. <laughs> Do you see how that's not a cop procedural? <laughs> yeah, it's not. Okay. It makes me like, like the show more. Could have chosen something. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like I would have enjoyed it a lot more if it was like that. I just feel like they, maybe they should have held the serial killer thing off for a little bit. That feels like a mid-season story. Yeah, it felt, it, it does feel kind of like, 
they should have done. I, I think the reason why they did that is they wanted to establish like an understanding. The, yeah, they wanted the cop guy to be involved with and, his and, life. And to have an understanding life. with Johnny, too, to like for them not to just fucking hate each other all the time. Yeah. Now, do you guys want me to get into the next spicy episode a little bit or do you guys want me to hold it off? I think I kind of want you to hold it off. Oh, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I kind of want to watch it. Watch it. If you guys are going to watch it, watch episode four. It's super, super strange. It's very Agent Carter meets uh, like. I don't know. I'm trying to think of something really dramatic, like a gossip girl kind of thing. Like it's very romance heavy. Yeah, don't spoil it then. Okay. And then the fifth one also is like the one that I wanted to mention. Um, It's because it's kind of a cop procedural, but it's a little bit different. Um, So what I'd say is like, if you're not solid on the show, jump around these five episodes because I feel like they kind of give you the full spectrum of what's available, at least in the first season. Um, but there's tons of that. Like they, they definitely do not make it a strict. This is a cop procedure show. Like that is not at all what it is at all. I don't even think he technically at any point in the first season, I could be wrong, even works for the police professionally. Just other things happen. So yeah, like, you know, check out those episodes. Also, there is one episode of the show and I think it's in like season two. It's a breaking and entering episode. This episode was nominated for a primetime Emmy and is considered to be the best episode of the show. And I feel like that episode alone, like a standalone, you can watch it now that you understand the rules of the universe and you can genuinely enjoy it. I think it's like an actually good tense fucking episode that isn't corny at all. Very high stakes and very scary. If you like that kind of thing. So anyway, I'll give the overall show an eight and a half. Wow. Okay. I'm excited to watch the show. Yeah, same. I'm glad it's one you can kind of jump around into. Yeah, once you get that first episode down, at least you can jump through episodes in the season. Like, if there's one that, like, isn't vibing with you, you're like, oh, this is too, this you know, this way or that way. You can be like, let's skip it, because that's that's what they wanted you to do. They wanted you to be able to jump on at any point. That's why there's that corny-ass intro that I did at the beginning, at the beginning of every episode. Yeah, that makes sense. I like that. I actually like that. It's attainable. Mm-hmm. especially yeah. when like you had to watch everything just whatever was on the tv yeah know? and you know a lot of the time i mean i definitely didn't watch this i mean I, there is an overarching story obviously but i didn't watch this in order when i saw it i would see it whenever it was on tv whenever my dad got the dvd copies from the video store because people loved the show and also because of the time differences you'll also see a drastic change in literal video quality from season to season because that from 2002 to 2006 every year a camera I mean, was different yeah, gilmore girls is a prime example of that like the last season of dead of the dead zone clearly is going to look better than the first season whether it actually is better or not is obviously up to whoever wants to watch it but yeah i big recommend i think it's a really fun show i i like the tie-in that we had with these psychics eventually i want to do psych and the mentalist together because they're the non-psychic psychic yeah. shows. Um, and I've been watching a lot of that lately too. Just as like, you know, easy TV to... That's that's what it really is. Actually, at its baseline, this is a show with a story. But that also is so easily digestible. Yeah. All right, cool. I'm, I'm excited. It's almost kind of like that's a raven and the fact that it's episodic. But... At least there's like a story here. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is like you could totally watch 
episode four without watching episode three, or you could totally watch episode five without seeing episode two. Like you can, you can totally jump around. I love that. All right, cool. I think that's, we got uh, stuff to plug. I mean, yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? I said I have a new show to watch. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah. Hell I think, yeah. I think you'll like it. Watch episode three. I, like, even though I've already kind of explained it to you, like you're or or actually, no, fuck that. Watch episode four. Since I didn't say anything about it, I think you'll like it. Yeah. Okay. That sounds like a deal. Great. I think it's called Enigma or something, uh, something or other. All right. Cool. Um, yeah, let's plug some stuff. Franny. Yeah. Logan and I have another podcast that we're on with our friends, Madison and Bridget, where we Mm -hmm. talk about movies. We just reviewed Dragon Ball Z, the dead zone unrelated. Yeah. Check out that review. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That really is totally, I didn't even realize that. Wow. Um, unrelated entirely. I know when you said like, we're doing the dead zone for this, I like got a little confused, honestly. Um, (laughs) So that's called Crosscut Cinema. You can get it at, at youtube.com slash Crosscut Cinema. Mm-hmm. Or uh, you can check out my personal channel, youtube.com slash Logan Tyler, where you get extra clips, shit like that. Good stuff. You know what's up. And then for this podcast, we are youtube.com slash a pilot podcast. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, Podbean, pretty much any Wherever fucking thing. you get your podcast. Anchor. Don't Anchor. forget to like, subscribe, tell us we're pretty. Comment. Yes. Mean or nice. We love them both. And Cody? Uh, yeah, I have a YouTube channel. I make new videos every Saturday. I'm like tantalizingly close to that 100 subscribers to get my own name. So uh, sir, you have two YouTube channels. I do. I also have uh, a Taylor Swift podcast called Marvelous Tunes with my friend Kayla and I have an album. It's called Scorpio. It's out on all streaming platforms. Go listen to it, please, and thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Crispy Miss. Oh, and we'll also, of course, guys, uh, look out for our Christmas episode. We try to do them. Uh, you know, We try to keep the holiday ones going. We're not going to do Thanksgiving. Obviously, it's past, but we, we're probably not going to do that one again unless people really ask for it. Um, but yeah, and also on January, I think, 25th, you can check out both channels for our opposite day special where uh, the cast of Crosscut Cinema will be re- reviewing TV shows on a pilot podcast and the cast of a pilot podcast will be on Crosscut Cinema reviewing, I believe, Pokemon the first movie and Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Is that right? Yes, I yeah. believe so. So guys, look out for that for the opposite day. Hell yeah. All right, All guys. Right, it's been real. Keep it real. Peace.